Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop, drop, drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop, 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 drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Hello and welcome to Drop Your Buffs. This is Survivor Season 41, Episode Number Two. All right, y'all, what's up? Thanks so much for joining me for this new podcast recap series by way of the Over Under Achievers. Drop Your Buffs, if you don't know, is a proud member of the Popcast Media Group, where you can find other wonderful shows like the Popcast with Knox and Jamie and the Bible Binge. And since you're here, thanks for being here. But I do want you to know, I love the community that comes with watching and recapping this show so much. But it's important to know that sometimes I get so disoriented that I truly believe that butterflies are dead relatives saying hi. More on that later. But first, before we get to the episode, let's talk schedule on Thursdays. Like Evan Hansen, you will be found. And like, unlike Evan Hansen, you will receive a Survivor recap. Honestly, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know what happens in Evan Hansen. But I, I'm, I feel pretty confident that doesn't involve a Survivor recap episode. Who knows, though? Um, but then on Fridays, if you're so inclined and you're interested in the medium of sports, um, I'll be joined by my friends Jason Waterfalls and Andre Three Sacks, two very real people. And we will be talking sports. And hey, I'll just put this out there like an offer to form an alliance. If you want to rate this podcast with five stars, that'd be great. But you know what would be even better? You know what would be super duper amazing? If you tell people about the show. Word of mouth is the best way to help the show. And I would super appreciate it if you do that. All right. If you're new to this, here's how this is going to work throughout the season. Every episode, I give my straight thoughts as well as some episode superlatives. And then I respond to your questions that you've left via the knoxmccoy.substack.com community. All right. So without further ado, let's tend that fire of this episode and talk about some straight thoughts. Come on. All right, so second episode of the season. I like, you know, as much as I like a premiere, I like getting to the rhythm of things, right? I like not having to meet new people. I like not having to litigate the word guys into our lexicon and stuff like that. So this was, uh, this hit me in my sweet spot. Um, I really enjoyed um, furthering my knowledge of some of the players and furthering my knowledge of what Jeff Probst and the Survivor producers meant while this is going to be like the super intense season. I got to see that in practice and I thought that was really well done. Let me start maybe I can do this like throughout the season. I like it kind of, well as long as we have um, divergent tribes going on. I feel I feel like it's important to kind of highlight what's going on with each tribe because I think that helps us get a better sense of how the game is developing for some of the individuals within the tribe because you know, I think the bigger context we always try to keep in mind here is who is getting the hero edit? And I, I know their survivor is savvier, and I know reality TV producers are savvy enough to not be like, hey, this is going to be super obvious that we're editing this person to make it look like they're the, they deserve to be the winner. But there is an extent of, you know, when the blue tribe is in, I'm just going to be honest with you guys, I cannot, I can barely, barely pronounce names. You're dang right, I'm not going to keep all these tribes in uh, names and orders, and I'm not, I'm not going to pronounce them correctly and maybe they swap next week and they get new tribe names that's just not my strength okay i bring a lot of things to the table all right i I have a lot of gifts and talents i would like to think pronouncing the tribe names correctly and knowing which one is which is not one of those so you're not going to get that here so if that's a problem for you there's the door you can go okay because i'm just not that guy that i'm not that guy and i'm sorry about that but i do my heart's in the right place but i'm just not going to be able to do that so i'm going to go with colors because i'm basically i have the intelligence level of a first grade child and i'm sorry about that but i am working on it all that said um you know as we're as we're in the three um tribes it's like the blue tribe is so good we spend no time with them so the good news is they're not in a lot of drama the bad news is we don't get to know those people really that much like i love danny 
I didn't really get to see Danny that much, so that was troubling to me. But um, in terms of the more larger, comprehensive narrative of the season and the story, um, I wanted to go through each of the tribes. And like, so we got a lot of the Yellow Tribe, obviously, because they suck at challenges and they're not good at just the game of Survivor, right? So um, their big thing that they're dealing with is they are, uh, I guess, uh, weighing the cost-benefit analysis of the traditional idea of Survivor is you stay strong within your tribe so that you can win challenges so you don't get voted off. A, because that doesn't put you in the threat of being voted off, but B, when you merge, you have this built-in base of people that you can kind of rely on. Now, that is probably a very... That, that style of play is in retrograde. Um, honestly, I don't know what retrograde means. I know I think Mercury is in retrograde. Something's in retrograde. I really don't understand what that means and why people say that. I feel like it just means like things of people be wilding. Like, that's what that means so i don't know if i use that correctly but i think you know what i'm going for it's like an old it's a traditional way to play the game it's an old school old timey way to play the game that's not bad right but i do think um this is the first kind of um test group that and i think it's headed up by evie of like hey so um in the last few seasons there's always a tribe swap and all this gets muddled anyway i think that really made sense when these tribes stuck together for several weeks instead of just a couple of episodes so um, the, the, what they are wagering is it doesn't really matter if we stay strong because eventually they will merge us. And I think even more behind the scenes, I'm wondering if they're thinking, hey, um, if we continue to tank and suck, they're going to have to swap us because this is bad TV. So instead of um, keeping a guy who like like in Voce or and Xander, who I don't know if I trust as much, what if we just go all girls and stick with that? And I, th- I feel like we've seen the all girls uh, alliance pitch so many times and it always falls apart. So as much as I hate Tiffany and I hate her gameplay, I appreciated and respected that they stayed true to it. But I do think it's a really interesting um, idea of let's just force the issue and let's go three, three strong, even though I think they're all going to regret teaming up with Tiffany. But it's a really interesting dynamic that I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how it plays out because they have effectively conceded all physical challenges. Now, will the show bend and try to uh, create a challenge situation that is uh, helpful for yellow so it's not like three straight yellow L's? Um, I don't know. I, I think they plan those so far in advance. I don't think they have that um, n- nimbleness to be able to do that. But it's really interesting nonetheless. Now, going to Blue Tribe. Again, we didn't get much time with them, um, but what we did get is that they're all very simpatico with each other. And the other thing is Nasir is a, is a resident badass. He is, oh my gosh, like this guy, this <laughs> poor Deshaun spent 42 hours trying to make fire. Um, and he was doing it with a machete that he mispronounced um, and he couldn't do it. And then Nasir, I don't know, did he have fire in 15 seconds? I feel like it was 15 seconds. I feel like a, having a watch, like a, like a stopwatch in the corner of the screen, like in the Chiron, would have been very disrespectful to Deshaun. But Nasir, honestly, I don't even know that like that was Nasir's like, priority. I felt like he was multitasking, like he was you know, like running. He was like talking to some guys but also making fire at the same time. And I was just really impressed with him. And I felt like we had a little hiccup because he did talk about how Danny and Deshaun were looking for hidden immunity idols, which they were, and he's correct. Um, but I think the the amount of people, like Sydney in particular, were talking about how the indispensable this year is. That's really interesting. So I think of the blue tribe, the people we really got effective, um, uh, informative moments with, it's Sydney, Nasir, and Deshaun. And I don't know if that's positioning them of 
we didn't get any time with you, but you need to know these three people. I don't know, but who, you know, we'll see. And then with Green, the big uh, takeaway we had with them was um, Brad has no concept of social mores um, and uh, just any any way, like uh, any knowledge of how to interact with people strategically or just like as a human. Um, so he went full Tony uh, Vlachos and like did the spy shack. But the thing was, he told everybody he was doing spy shack and it got back to Ricard and everything. So I think Brad's probably on the outs, even though JD, we'd left the first episode thinking JD was on the outs, but I think Brad, man, as much as, as capable as he is, and I will say he looked like a, um, like a, like, when he was running on the beach, which was hilarious because I, I guess I always thought like the, the water tub thing was, you know, miles away, but it was like 15 feet away. So it was a, it was a compression of the campsite that I wasn't ready for, but watching him, uh, run on the beach. I couldn't decide if he was like, you know, like one of those guys, uh, like one of those uh, inflatables they put outside like a new business and it just like flaps around. I couldn't decide if he looked like that with a wig or if he just looked like, looked like a slender man with a wig running. It was hilarious. And we reround it uh, several times to watch him do it and laughed at it. Um, but, you know, uh, I think Brad's on the outs. I think the subtext, though, the thing to keep an eye on is I think Ricard is uh, he seems like a player to watch because I think he's very savvy and it feels like we don't ha- we didn't get a lot of time with him in the last few episodes, but it feels like he has really uh, set up some really good relationships. And I think he he's playing the game well, but it doesn't feel like he's playing the game. You know what I mean? Like where a Brad or a like a Voce or somebody else is playing the or Xander is playing the game very hard and it's very uh, obvious and apparent that they are. I don't think Ricard is doing that. I think he's playing a very savvy game. So I think he's something to keep an eye on. So that's that's one straight thought. Let me go. Um, the second straight thought was I, I love the hidden immunities, but with a twist. I thought some they lost the I don't know the the value proposition of the hidden immunity idols in the last like 10 years it shifted to where it became almost like a get out of jail free card or something it 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 felt like they didn't properly like corral what it brought to the game and maybe it was it was a couple seasons where people were just pulling like three or four um out of their butts not literally if you if you're not watching the show that would be hilarious honestly it would if someone pulled a hidden immunity out, out of their butt at tribal council that would be hilarious i don't care who you are that's just what that is but um they would just like you know pull it out of the metaphorical butts um and be able to play it and it, the power diminished but it also like added this high variance aspect to the game that i didn't always love um i don't know if i'm gonna love this but even though I think I just said I love this, but um, I I like the the differentiation of it, and I like the I think I what I'm realizing is I like a um, uh, rusting Russian nesting doll of uh, complications into the mix because I think all you, you don't want like the perfect um, one thing to add to Survivor. You just want a thing that will uh, create drama, right? Create more direct action. That's the secret of Survivor. It's not um, anything large or, in, or, or super consequential. It's just introducing these tiny little ripples and see how wide they get. And I think that's what this is. Um, so the idea that the three people who find this have to say a very weird and specific thing when they all get together for the uh, uh, the challenge. Um, I thought that was hilarious. I feel like there's there's a good possibility that this flops though because if no one else finds those things and Xander goes like six weeks without a vote, that's going to be weird. But I also I saw somewhere. Um, and I, I didn't see this confirmed, so I don't know, but I feel it, it seems pretty confident about it um, that Xander has to keep saying the dead relatives thing and butterflies like he's not just like he's good to go because he said it one time. And when the other two like their powers combined, he has to keep saying that, which <laughs> I think is going to get super weird really fast if like the blue and the green tribes don't get their act in order. Um, but it is going to be kind of hilarious. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And then um, uh, last I thought. 
I'm going to say I didn't like that there's no previously on Survivor. Um, uh, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Uh, is that an airtime thing? I don't know. I, it just it felt weird to me. Um, we could have lost like 15 seconds of watching Tiffany fail to shimmy across a uh, a, a bar um, and just done like previously on and it would help you know bring everybody up to speed. I don't know. But I think the the biggest problem I have is um, you know look there's a lot of changes and again I am pro change. I'm pro evolving. I'm pro evolution. Um, I know that might be a triggering word for some people, but I like the idea. I think the goal. And no matter what we're talking about here is to always just get a little better, you know, always um, have more seats at the table, have a better uh, handle on like what the world really is and try to disentangle the the primitive thoughts and beliefs that we um, started with and our foundation and take those apart to see if they're still worthy to be a part and component of our hearts and our beliefs or if they need to be cast aside. I think that's always the goal. Okay, understanding that. The idea that part of this evolution involves Jeff Probst doing a weird ASMR whisper preview of the Tribal Council, I reject that. I will not allow that. I will reject that. Vociferously, you are not allowed to do that. I don't understand what did it bring to the table. What did he tell us? What was the purpose? I just, I, and again, I want to be like, I want to be open to new things, right? But I just, I don't understand why that was there. It was just like, he was like, hey, you guys, there's going to be a weird Tribal Council, and it's going to be so much fun. And that was it. Like, he didn't tell us anything. He didn't introduce anything. He didn't hide, like, a hidden immunity idol. He didn't do anything. He didn't say, hey, by the way, I lost my voice, so this song won't go down the rest of the episode. He didn't do anything. And it was just a failure. That's an editing failure. And I this tough love, okay, tough love from your boy here. I love Survivor. I love Jeff Probst's face. And no one's going to take that away from me. I love his beautiful, flowing, luscious hair. But that was bad, okay? You guys did a bad thing. Let's get better. No more ASMR whisper previews of the Tribal Council. If anybody has a hidden immunity idol and you want to play it, now would be the time to do so. Hey, Jeff. Hold up, bro. I just always wanted to say that. Okay. Okay, hidden immunity idol. Idols, let's talk. Um, like I said, the three-way idol power play game, I, I think I love it, but I actually might hate it, but who knows, we're gonna find out. But I think <laughs> what I really like is that this is like a, a more artful, a more um, uh, elegant version of the penis game that um, you'll see teenage boys in high school play in the lunchroom where they each just have to say the word penis increasingly louder until someone chickens out. That's kind of what this feels like. And I'm kind of thinking, would I prefer to see just the penis game? Um, not see it, that felt weird. Like, hear the penis game you know what i'm saying on survivor that would be more interesting um but i, I don't know hearing xander who is like a like a young philosopher king like a self-styled philosopher king have to say the weird thing about dead relatives that's going to be weird <laughs> it's going to be good comedy but i i don't want it to have like a contact cringe from watching xander have to do that but i i'm into it you know um i mentioned just a second ago another hidden immunity idol jess voice um I don't know. I'm going to attribute that to his, his passion and his voice, his uh, larynx and voice box and other th epiglottis. I don't think that factors into your voice. Fun fact, I was, uh, I was on a science team in middle school. And, uh, you know, we, had, we did competitions and everything. And uh, I, I w I'm not a really sciencey guy, but I just like, I, I kind of like being on teams and I like competing and stuff. Um, but I was so nervous and uh, not confident in my science knowledge that I didn't really help in the uh, academic Olympics that we were in. Um, but I answered one question and it was like, what's the, what's the flap and the bottom of your throat that does stuff or whatever. That's not the question, but you get it. And I said epiglottis, and that was the only question I got right. Like everybody else averaged like, you know, 52 questions answered correctly, but I had one, but it was a good one, wasn't it, guys? Um, but so I don't know. I, I think it was just his, his passion at, at being back. 
um, I think it was his voice not being in shape to be back. And I also think it was the trying nature of Tiffany's effort in that challenge because I think when a, when a contestant refuses to do the most minimal basic physical activity in a game of Survivor, I think Jeff probably feels the need to, to rise that energy. You know, like to relate it to a podcast game in an uh, uh, analogy that absolutely makes no sense. You know, when you've got a partner that you're podcasting with and maybe they don't have their A game or whatever, you have to raise yours to, to help bring theirs up because all high tides raise all boats or whatever. I think Jeff's voice was the tide that was trying to raise Tiffany's boat and it just um you know I don't know if the Botox has something weakens it or whatever I just it, it, it wasn't game to meet it and we had to get scratchy voice Jeff Probst which I didn't mind I didn't mind scratchy voice Jeff Probst I thought it brought a texture um and almost like a like a Clint Eastwood western sensibility to it so I'm, I'm very here for it um another hidden immunity idol I like the idea that was reinforced in this episode that um are you a kid who's also stupid well don't worry you can become a doctor like Deshaun and Voce I, I don't know um, I don't know. I just need, I, I guess I need some clarification of like when they were both like, we're not smart kids. We were dumb children. We ate paint chips as kids and now we're doctors. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a way to, a way to finesse that. So it's like, Hey, like they're, they're good doctors. Like, don't worry that they're good at doctoring and stuff like that. Or, you know, a, a stupid kid to them was like, they got 1350 on the SATs or something instead of the way they were talking. I thought they were like, they were 250 on the SAT. Um, so I just, I, but I, I feel like if you're a, if you're a dumb kid, out there and you're watching survivor tonight maybe this will be your moment where you're like hey maybe i can also be a neurosurgeon or something um uh, last uh, hidden immunity idol um this is more of a question um and maybe we'll get to it in our subset community questions but i'm trying to figure out if so i think the show is positioned to us that probably xander and evie are the are, are the uh, leaders in the clubhouse right now right that feels uh that feels fair because xander is in the middle of the action, Evie is uh, by f- uh, far and away the most competent strategic uh, player in the game. Part of that's because we, she's the one we spent the most time with. But also, I think objectively, in a vacuum, she would also probably be the most competent strategic player in the game. Um, so I don't know, uh, should Xander have told her about his idols? Uh, or, or, or the whatever the thing he, he uh, found and, and told everybody? He was so open with that information. And I don't know why i know it was like to secure an alliance but part of me you know i think this is a a very fascinating aspect of the game as it gets um as younger players come up and younger players who um are very used to sharing everything about themselves on the internet and social media and i realize i sound like a boomer right now i'm not i'm an old millennial so get off my lawn or whatever um with this point but um i feel like there's not the caginess or the i want to play my cards hold my cards real or whatever you do with cards in your chest do that um i'm going to keep those close to my chest and not show people everything i I wonder if that's going to be more of an aspect of this game of everybody knows everything all the time because that is kind of what we see in culture and you know we saw that with xander just telling everybody about everything he's doing and that was a real weakness opportunity and i know he's trying to tell his alliance so like i want to walk it back a little bit because he's like hey we're we're all everybody's people but do you know i don't have a vote tonight and i think that is important into the larger mathematics of the vote but um i don't know i felt like he could have pulled some punches a little bit and then conversely you know evie as a, as a receiving um agent of all that knowledge she then goes and tells Deshaun basically everything she's ever learned in her life she was like i was it was a rainy day and i was born and um you know there were a bunch of dinosaurs and then 65 million years ago a comet destroyed earth and everything she like gave Deshaun the whole download and i, I think there's an artful line there of 
um, ha- has she secured a future alliance for uh, a merge or a tribe, a tribe swap? Maybe, probably. Um, but has she also really detonated um, her tribe's chances at having any kind of uh, competitive leg? Because now Deshaun knows everything about everything. I, I don't know. Um, so I, my heart says she talked a little too much. She gave a little too much because I thought the the move of telling him she was going to uh, be like protect my vote so he can he he can have the risk his vote um, and have the extra vote. I thought that was genius and brilliant, and I, I, I thought it was very smart that she did that. But um, her really like giving him um, the down low about everything with her tribe. I think that was a misplay, and I don't know why it was a misplay yet, but I think it was a misplay. Here's what's at stake for the winner: new Chevy Trailblazer. Not a bad truck, and if Brian knew how to spell road trip, he'd already own one. All right, let's hit up some biggest L's. Um, I'm going to give it to Voce just because, um, you know, I don't. it felt like too early for him to go out. It, it made me sad. That that result made me sad because, um, uh, you know, Voce is a loser. Um, Evie's a loser for reasons. I feel like over-communicative reasons. Tiffany is also a loser just because I feel like, you know, the, the Voce-Tiffany thing is I don't think Voce was going to, um, like, win it or anything. But it, it, there are certain players where it's like y- your slot feels like you need to go out here, right? Like you need, it's almost like you can break it down to two slots of like, you're a pre-merge vote out and you're a post-merge vote out. Voce felt like a post-merge vote out, you know? And Tiffany felt like a pre-merge vote out. And I think part of that is um, my bias of, and I don't know if this is the game's bias. I don't know if this is just like American. I don't know if this is just human bias of when you see someone not deserving of an honor um, or not deserving of continuing to like be on this like super um, uh, privileged appearance on this uh, the iconic reality show of our lifetimes. Um, it just it, there's some dissonance there, right? And that's what Tiffany feels like is because even last week I thought it was 50-50 on whether or not she should have gone. I felt like she should have gone, um, but hey, I was good with the choice. This week it felt really. It felt incorrect, right? It felt really incorrect in a way that makes it tips the scale, the scales on. I don't like her now, and that's not her fault. Um, but I, it feels like she's not worthy to be on the show right now, right? Because I, I, you can't. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your deal is. Um, I don't know. I don't care how much you haven't slept or, or slept or you haven't had rice or whatever. It's just shimmying across a bar, and you've got to be able to do that. And there were several times where. Uh, and her very um, conservative estimation, she only cost her team like a minute and a half. It felt like 48 minutes. Um, and there were just moments where she would just like fall off randomly into the water. And I just didn't get that. And I didn't like it. I also didn't like um, how th- they like really closed in on her cleavage. I feel like that was not cool for her, not cool for me, not cool for anybody. That was just not a great look for anybody. I Look, you know, look at Survivor and uh, sometimes you're in um, – uh, clothing situations that you'd rather not be in and sometimes there's blurkles um like with sydney like uh, weirdly with sydney she you know she finished her like she swam and i guess she's in like a uh a more uh liberal uh, swimsuit we'll say um and uh, you know, there's moments where she was uh, swimming where I guess you could see her butt, and so they blurred that out um, because like it, your eye draws to it. I'm not a pervert here. I'm just like there's a blurred part of your screen. You're gonna look at that, right? Um, but then, even when she got out of the water, it was like, and she had an opportunity to like stand there and fix her swimsuit. It's still there, and I just wanted someone to be like, hey, like your butt's hanging out. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. That just felt like uh, a missed opportunity there. But anyways, um, so I think the, the L obviously goes to Voce. Uh, for getting voted off, but it also goes to like us because I feel like he was um, an interesting enough contestant who 
it's not even that like I thought he would do well. I just think he could kick up some conflict in a very interesting way. And I feel like he's a cagey competitor. And, you know, like I just missed, you know, two and a half times per episode, him reminding us he's a neurosurgeon or surgeon. And he was doing, I, I did think um, in tribal council, he started to do like the Jack from Lost monologue where he was talking about how Jack sliced open like someone's spinal cord or whatever. And like all the spinal cord stuff flew out and he gave himself like four seconds to say the f word and freak out and then like he locked it up or whatever that felt like what voce was doing with him was like oh wait that's jack from lost that's not me anyways um i just didn't love it okay i just didn't love it and that's i'm not looking forward to not liking tiffany um and i i hope her time comes to an end sooner than later on the show because (sighs) she just seems kind of like spastic with her lines and i think you know we'll we'll talk more in the questions because i think y'all had a lot of questions about her and her choice um in the questions section but last one uh last biggest sell of the episode uh i i think you know i would love i I wish the show would spend a little bit more time of laying the foundation on which alliances and which tribes are real and which are assumed it was very helpful for me in the yellow tribe to know that evie is kind of playing both sides she's a little bit of a double agent that was helpful in the context of understanding why certain decisions were made i know we don't get to spend a lot of time because you know we have to do jeff probst's asmr stuff um and we have to do we have to watch like the whole trip up the mountain to get the uh risk your vote protect your vote which i don't know guys can we just just put them on a treadmill on the beach and like have them talking or whatever i know it's very cinematic but we already saw this and unless you're going to do something different, like we don't have to see it the whole time. Um, but all that said, I don't know like who's real in the blue, uh, tribe. And I know we'll get that once they're on the chopping block, but I don't know who's real in the green tribe really, you know? So I, I, I would just like to help feather out and further my understanding of the game and the dynamics within the game. I would like to see a little bit of that, um, built up maybe in the next couple episodes. I think that would be super, super helpful. Natalie, is there any way I could have your jacket? Natalie. Alan, tribe is spoken. Thank you, Tim. Natalie. All right, let's get to your questions. And again, uh, if you're watching, if you're if you're listening to this recap and you watch the show and you're like, I would like to leave a question that you could answer um, uh, incorrectly and not really satisfactorily, well, I would love to do that for you. All you have to do is go knoxmccoy.substack.com. I try to put that link up, you know, uh, right as the show starts and I push it out on social. But just know, go to that Substack community. Honestly, this is like, a, I'm very biased here, but go ahead and just subscribe to the newsletter list and like that'll help you uh, in all things. But um, you can go there and I try to keep a space so you guys can kind of talk about the episode and honestly it's i didn't really realize it but it's one of my favorite things because i love seeing y'all's commentary i try not to look until after i've recorded because i think i'll still uh, a lot of you are much funnier than i am so i'll still audio your jokes so i try not to look until i get to this part so i'm 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 responding on the fly um but if you just like survivor and you'd like a space to kind of talk about it and reddit scares you like it scares me i think this is a great uh space to uh meet some people who also like survivor so let's get into the questions first up mariah dern uh she says am i the only one who finds the apparel choices of the contestants so confusing uh, why would they wear questionable briefs and tank tops when they could wear layers of the north face this is maria this is a or is it mariah i think it's maria i'm gonna say maria hopefully that's it i feel like it's mariah i'm sorry whatever um again tribe names people names i'm a, a stupid man so i'm doing my best guys um okay what i would say is you're right and i've often thought that i did read something i think uh, a year or so ago that the contestants really don't have much say over what they wear they're kind of cast by the producers into certain um uh, 
uh, I guess, costuming choices, right? So you're going to get different archetypes. I think part of that is to create the character archetypes of this is this kind of player. This is this kind of player. You know this person is um, can start fire in 15 seconds like Nasir because of this or whatever. So they really don't have as much control. I think they can negotiate a little bit. And I think previous contestants have talked about how they went round and round of like, I would never wear that or why would I wear that? But there is, it does feel like a survival and competitive advantage to be wearing certain things where like, you know, on day one, it was cool that you came out in like a blazer and khakis, but on day 15, um, it's miserable. And you're trying to like haul a wheelbarrow up a mountain in Fiji. That's not great. Um, So I wish they would talk more about that because it is, it's starting to get a little jarring. Um, all right, next up, Catherine. Uh, this is Shofermi, uh, Shofermi of, the, of the podcast, Catherine. Um, she says, it's so weird that Johnny Kalecki is on the season and no one's even talking about it. This is a great point, Catherine. Uh, it's a great call. Voce is uh, – so Voce – to Johnny Galecki. Johnny Galecki is like the Urkel and Voce is like the Stefan Urkel. Much more attractive. Um, I, I think he's got a very brooding um, uh, eyes and hair combo and I think his stubble really works for him where I don't think Johnny Galecki's does. Um, but this is a really great call. Um, I'm sorry, I got distracted for a moment because Catherine also said RIP Johnny and I wondered did Johnny Galecki die? I don't think he did. I think she was just saying he got voted off. D- David Voce got voted off. So it was very confusing for me for a second. I'm sorry. Uh, again, I'm a slow person. Um, okay, Rachel Hill says the final vote makes no sense. Tiffany was a liability. Xander was a threat. Why Voce? Please explain this to me, Knox. I'm eating my co- feelings with cookies right now. Cookies are the best thing to eat when you're eating your feelings. Ice cream is so overrated because it makes you phlegmy. Um, cookies is it's just the best. And I just encourage everybody to give cookies uh, more space and room in their lives. Okay, so I, I, I felt the same way. Here's what I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm going to talk this out. I'm going to work this out and we're going to see if it makes some sense. So I think what it is, is, um, uh, Tiffany was kind of spastic and she did the classic thing of, um, we're going to tribal immunity. Everybody feels like Xander, but then I'm going to spaz out and kind of freak out and throw a wrench into the mix. Um, I think part of this was Evie, Evie said something really telling, which was, um, I think she realized she can't rely on Tiffany. So I think if Tiffany had like locked it up um, and like rule 37, play like a champion or whatever, um, she would have been good to go with Tiffany uh, with Tiffany. Um, But I think Tiffany being a spaz like that made her doubt the ability to like ride that alliance to the end. So I think what she, I think she's hedging a little bit and she, because she said Xander really trusts me, like really trusts me. So I think what this was, was getting rid of someone to keep Tiffany in the fold. Um, It was keeping someone else like a like a a option b in her pocket to be like i can just roll with xander if tiffany really gets weird and blows this up um or i can just vote out tiffany instead of liana um the only question was i wonder if she burnt liana because liana seemed really pissed that they were going voce um instead of xander and man i think i don't know if it was me Obviously, I would have gone Tiffany, and I'm a little upset that Evie didn't. But I think, uh, again, there's no the, the audience just wants Evie gone, right? There's no reason to get rid of Tiffany. I'm sorry, did I say Evie? The the audience wants Tiffany gone. There's no reason to get rid of her now, though, because she's always going to be there to get rid of. She's not going to win challenges. She's the worst. She can be kind of the uh, the the donkey or the goat that you take to the end. That is not a threat. Will not get votes. So in a lot, it like robs Philip, you know, of just like this guy is kind of here, and they're a bit of a shield, a psychological shield um, that everyone fixates and obsesses on getting out. I think you hold on to those people a little longer than you uh, get rid of them, um, even though you're not going to win uh, challenges now because of what she was doing to that beam. Um, but so I think objectively, 
Xander probably was the smart choice to get rid of just because he is a, a, a threat. But I also, uh, as a TV viewer, I did not want them to get rid of Xander. I was desperately not wanting them to get rid of Xander because I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Xander, in certain moments in his voiceover and like talking head moment, he had a little bit of a cronk voice. He kind of channeled cronk because he was doing like the, are you kidding me? This handcrafted mahogany. Like I, I, I loved hearing him. I don't know why he was talking like that, but um, it was a very complicated it was a very complicated vote that I don't think they articulated enough about the complication of it. And I do wish they had spent a moment breaking that out a little bit more because Voce kind of, it wasn't even a blindside. It was just like, a, I don't know. It was just, if, if you've ever been on a sports team or like, like I used to, uh, sometimes I'd be uh, like in football, um, the coach would yell at the backup quarterback um, and not the starting quarterback because he was mad at the starting quarterback, but he didn't want to yell at starting quarterback because that guy's more precious and like you need him on the on the on the page. But um, the backup is uh, uh, superfluous, so you can scream at that guy and still get the point across to the starting quarterback if they're paying attention. That's kind of what Voce felt like was um, misplaced anger and rage at the situation, but nobody wanted to get rid of Xander. Maybe it was Survivor Gods, maybe it was Boston Rob and Sandra looking out for us in the Survivor Heavens or wherever they're watching from or uh, uh, creeping from, and just being like Xander can't go because he's too interesting. Of a character that's what i'm going to hope for so um jackie says can we get jeff throat lozenge um again i <laughs> i was into it i think i was into it i just um it, it reminds us that jeff is human even though he's looking less human it reminds us that you know he is just like like a like a he puts his pants on um one leg at a time just like all of us um lauren gray and rachel hill and jackie all talk about uh, xander's hair and how they want to tuck it behind his ear they just want like someone to step in you know like sometimes they gotta step in a medevac someone i think someone like a hairstylist needs to step in and just be like hey either put this up in your ponytail or whatever or tuck it behind your ear it's driving everybody crazy that's honestly that's a lot of the reason i didn't like tenet because i, I don't know if it's elizabeth debicki or whatever um uh her she spent the whole time with like her hair in her face and it's like what are you guys doing who who lives like this what kind of animal lives like this Larry Arrington says, uh, worst tribe ever. This early in the game, how do you not keep your tribe as strong as possible? I, we talked a little bit about that at the front. I think this is just the new, new like the, not nouveau riche, but just like the, we're prioritizing different things now. Um, maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's like the money ballification of Survivor, of prioritizing um, market inefficiencies of, it doesn't matter if we're strong. We're still, maybe we lose one or two more, but either we'll merge or the show will have to merge because we're, we're so bad and we're tanking the episodes that we will get dispersed to other tribes and we can stay uh, strong within our individual alliance um, instead of having to worry about because uh, it is it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't know I don't even know if that's saying but there's devils and you know some and you don't know others but you you want to be with the ones you know I think that's kind of what they're opting for because um, when I think about it Vochi does have a little bit of a devilish uh, grin and like an eye situation to him um, okay, so Missy asks, I can't decide if Evie's game is next level or absolutely insane for all she's doing so early on. It's either going to be genius or it's going to bite her later. This is, uh, this is a great point, Missy. I'm glad you brought this up because um, I feel like every – man – not just the survivor and everything in the NFL college football. There's always like the, uh, week two Heisman. There's the, uh, in the NFL, there's like week three Super Bowl uh, champion, you know, already crowned. Um, and I think in survivor, there's always that front runner early on. I don't know if she's grabbing the game by the horns because again, like they told us, this is a quicker, a more speedily paced game. Um, or, if she's going out a little too far in front, or if she's not really playing the game any any differently than the other players, we just have to see her every single week because her tribe is so bad at challenges. I don't I don't know. I she does. There's a it feels like there's a little bit of overthink happening right now. You know, like I talked about a little bit ago, but um, 
I would rather I would rather be like this than um, what Tiffany's doing, which is not even understanding what's going on with Xander, even though everyone has explained it to her, including Xander himself. I would rather uh, what's the saying? I'd rather uh, pull a racehorse by the reins than kick a mule in the butt. I feel like Evie's the racehorse, and if she can just temper it down a little bit, or just get like a week where Yellow doesn't lose and have to go to tribal council again, I feel like it'll all feel a little more copacetic. All right, next up, Ashley Ward says, how do we feel about voting at Tribal Council being on the line? I think I hate it. That's not an advantage or disadvantage. That's the game. Seems kind of like a riot versus privilege, and I'm confused at Xander losing it, especially in something completely out of his control. This is a, this is a really great point, Ashley. I'm glad um, you mentioned this because I want to talk a little bit about this because I I agree with you. Um, I And I think I know it's um, beware, like you don't know what this is, right? And I think that is, that's fair, um, but this is such a compounding um, loss, and I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze, and I don't think Xander had any way to ascertain whether or not the juice would be worth the squeeze. Because from what I understand, I, I th- it's like a super idol, or maybe it's just a regular idol. That's one time you can use that, and I don't, I don't know what it can do. Maybe it's like, uh, you know, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet or whatever, and he can just like pick five people to get out of the game. It's probably not that, but I don't know what this is. Um, but for him to risk so much on this semi-fleeting thing, I don't like it, and. I'm okay with the risk of war, but who's not taking that in that moment? But even more like, um, I just, I don't know. I I wished, I think if he'd lose one week's vote, you know, um, that would be worth it. Or he gets to pick like what week he loses or something. But the, I mean, because realistically, this whole thing's going to flop. Like I said earlier, if if the other tribes don't find this for like six, seven weeks and he's still there, he's just not voting. That's, I don't, I don't like that. One, one week, absolutely. The immediacy of the effect of that taking place, absolutely. But for, uh, maybe his whole run on the show. Um, I didn't like it. All right, next up, Karen Chase says, episode rose for her goes to Liana for showing up in the challenge. Yeah, that's underrated. I didn't talk about that, and I should have. <laughs> for Liana to uh, what took Tiffany 48 minutes, Liana did in 48 seconds, was amazing, and I love the risk of her just going full run across the bounce beam. A credit to her. Um, uh, she uh, Karen Chase also talks about uh, credit to Heather Heather for sitting the challenge up and reaping all the awards. <laughs> Got to be honest, for a minute I was like, who's Heather again? And I don't know that I've heard a word from her, so I don't think that bodes well for her future. Um, she also uh, talked about how how, uh, why do contestants get in the die position to go off the uh, uh, dock and then they end up belly flopping? Yeah, they either, it's like you either go full belly flop or they'll do like the uh, uh, scorpion move where their legs come up over her head, over their heads and like they end up face first in the water. I don't know if they're just too jacked up from like adrenaline um, in the challenge or if they just like no one ever taught them how to jump off a dock. I don't know. It's But it's one of my favorite things to watch how uh, terribly people jump into the water or never forget when Nasir hit the ground like a dead corpse body head first last week and he just jumped right up and he made fire in 15 seconds and we're not talking enough about that as a culture i don't think all right kate weber says xander was giving off bad reality tv vibes when he found the idol like he was being fed lines like a bachelorette contestant who'd been practicing his surprise face in the mirror this is a great point he was i didn't pick it up until you said this but yeah it, uh, there's a lot of and survivor usually does a pretty good job at this of just like letting them find it but xander was like oh my gosh i am so uh, surprised that i found this crazy thing in the tree and that was whoever hid that one that was a good one and i don't i, I do you know i think i said this before but i want on the chiron when people start looking for stuff i want like time elapsed like how long have they been looking? Because obviously, 
you know, the show condenses it, and I want them to condense it. I don't want to watch 45 minutes of Xander looking in the woods for uh, a surprise challenge that, or a surprise idol that he probably doesn't even want. Um, I would like to just know for context. Like, he's been out here for 42 minutes or 42 seconds or 16 hours. I think that's really helpful to the process. Um, Sarah White, she says, do you think the game can bear an unlimited number of changes? Is there a point at which they experience a kind of law of diminishing returns on new twists? I like all the new challenges that are heavy-handed in their game influence, but I don't want more and more. I want to see these ones have an impact. I'm worried they'll keep adding and won't be able to track who can do what. Yeah, I think this is a this is really a point. And um, I don't know. I feel like there are – it's like within reason, right? I think it's like building a bridge while you're on the bridge. Um, I think – they're very savvy at being nimble um, uh, when things don't work, like the fire tokens, right? Like, it just didn't work, so they, they cut that loose. So I like them trying to... I, look, I, I think the, the best balance is always, uh, like, a Moana approach of, you know... Moana's like, we're explorers, and that's what that's her history. And her, her, her dad's like, um, we're safe on the island, right? I think the best is, like, a little bit of both, you know? So I think the idea uh, that we're... Um, I I like the everybody goes to a new island and has to protect a risk of vote. Um, I think that's interesting and that adds something in the mix, even though it's a deferred interesting, right? Um, I, I there's something there's there's not a dynamic action to that that um, I feel like it's paying off right now, but I feel like it will. But the uh, really. Uh, evolutionizing if that's a word of the hidden immunity idols as much i feel like that was necessary i don't know that we've hit it so i feel like maybe we're not quite there yet but i do think there's something there to be done so i think maybe i prefer more you didn't ask my opinion but i'm gonna give it to you anyway um i think i like more maybe you're finding hidden immunity idols but they're not always hidden immunity idols and they're not always these comprehensive compounding things where like you know um in uh, the jungle book where like the sun has to hit the thing right and you got to get a leaf off a tree or whatever i just like hey this is a um you you get uh you can steal someone's vote or you get an extra vote or you're just safe from tribal council i like that there's a simplicity to that that i think is kind of beautiful and elegant sometimes you're i think you're right sarah i think they're over um managing it but um i again i i like pulling the reins on a racehorse not kicking a mule in the butt i think the bachelor is a great example of they don't change anything. It just is what it is. And, you know, they just stay in a hotel now because of the pandemic. And now when they don't, they'll still do the same things they always do. And they'll go to inexplicably Richmond, Virginia, um, and talk about how romantic it is. It's not, I've been there. It's not that romantic. I'm sorry. I'm not throwing shade at Richmond, but it's just not romantic. You guys, it's just a normal city, like everybody else's city. Um, so, uh, but, but you're right. I think they got to be careful or it'll start to become, uh, it's, it's the unintended consequences of new wrinkles, you know, and what that means. I think the survivor can always withstand that. Um, but you have to be really careful about what you keep what you institutionalize, lest it becomes a different game altogether. All right, last question. This is from Rachel Hill. Uh, she says, what am I supposed to think of Deshaun? He keeps being in the center of attention, but I don't feel like he's really playing the game. He's just tumbling headfirst into everything he does. Rachel, thank you for bringing this up. I think you have a classic candidate for the hero edit because when what we are being uh, told doesn't align with what we're being shown, I think that is a, uh, you get to see a little bit of a seam there of, there's got to be a reason this is happening though, right? There's got to be a reason why we're seeing so much Deshaun. Now, part of it is, you know, he uh, he did the bucket challenge with Danny last week and he got sent to the island. So we're going to see him. But um, when uh, when there's that misalignment of uh, showing and telling, especially in Rowdy TV, that means the producers are trying to make up for a lack of um, narrative architecture or narrative uh, railroad tracks to try to connect the dots. So, you know, later down 
the road when Deshaun wins, we're not like, we didn't see him for like six episodes and he won. That's weird. It makes sense. Now, that being said, he might get voted out next week. But um, I, I, I don't know. I think he, uh, I don't know if he was in my top three uh, to win last week. I think, uh, man, is it Erica? I think it's her name. Um, I think I think I had Erica. I think I had Danny. And I think I had Brad. Um, not feeling good about that top three, to be honest with you. If that's even right. I, I think I still like Erica. I don't even know if that's her name. I think it's her name. She did the puzzle on the blue team. Um, she didn't talk at all. So that's not great. So, but Sean is talking a lot um, for good reason. Um, I think that's interesting. I think that's great. And I think that's someone to keep an eye on. So um, that's a good call. Good eye. All right, that is going to do it for this Survivor Season 41, Episode 2 Recap. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Again, I will invite you very smoothly to just stick around if you like sports or competition to listen to our Friday show on the Over Under Achievers feed where we talk about sports through the prism of overs and unders. Uh, and we also end every single episode with a cameo close to the pin. Uh, Andre, Jason, myself, guess a sports celebrity and see how close we can get to their actual cameo price. Uh, it's a really fun time. And I think if uh, you're interested in sports or just competition like we are, I think you'll like that episode as well. And again, uh, on the podcast media group, we have the podcast every Wednesday with the Bible binge. You know, uh, I don't know if you guys are privy to this, but um, so the Bible binge has been on Sundays. Um, that's a, it's a heck of a time to release uh, and launch a podcast episode in the world on Sundays. Um, so we're moving that to Fridays. So you can check those things out there. Um, and as always, we'll be back next Thursday um, to talk about Survivor Season 41, Episode 3. Um, and if you want to find a really cool Survivor community um, online that's not scary like Reddit or you've got to go to 8chan or 4chan or 10chan or I don't even know what the chans are up to now but you can go to like a place where it's just survivor stuff and it's like really chill and just like warm and welcoming like Jeff Probst's uh, pre-tribal council ASMR voice um, that's again that's knoxmccoy.substack.com go ahead and just like sign up for the newsletter list if you don't care and you'll be notified whenever the survivor uh, comment thread um, goes live and again if you don't mind if you're so inclined if you're feeling super charitable um, but you're like I don't want to give you money though I don't want to like do, be that charitable you know what you can be charitable with your time your words um, and your intentionality um, and you can just go to wherever you listen to podcasts you can go to Apple podcast and you can give us a five-star rating you can leave like a super cool and like pithy review or whatever but more than anything if you'll just tell people uh, tell people you know tell people you love um that uh you think might like survivor that they should listen to the show that's the best thing you can do that's the coolest thing you can do for me um okay as always again i'm not your boy the recap is spoken and i will see you next time everybody drop your buffs drop 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 your buffs everybody drop your buffs drop your buffs drop your buffs Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs.